This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a show. If I step a stone, should I let go? Should I let go? Should I go slow? Cause I gotta know now. It's just a tip. You don't trip. Perspective, I flip. T don't sit. I make it for two. It's just a tip. We're not legit. I gotta admit, follow me, spit. Cause it's just a tip now. Have you ever dated a musician? No. Thank God. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But people have dated me, and right. I guess technically that's the same. It's that is so the same. not the same, though. <laughs> it's so not. The reason why I ask is because I dated a musician once, and then I was walking into a Walgreens, and their song was playing. Wow. And we weren't together anymore. Oh, no. And I had to leave the store. You're like, I shouldn't have dated that guy from Five for Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> if only. That's, that's what I imagine the... Uh, it's on the Walgreens playlist. Like, yeah. If you're on the Walgreens playlist, that's oh like a certain, God. you're in a certain uh Sean lane. Mendes was on it the other day. That makes sense because it's 2019, but I feel like when I worked there, I was in high school and they played like the same 10 songs pretty much for like years. I love that you worked at Walgreens. Oh, that was my, that was my like high school job was, I was a photo guy at Walgreens. I was just about to ask about the photo. Do you know that we, I know we have to start, mm. but the photo counter is for, no, no, no. Hold your judgment. I love it. Oh, no. Because <laughs> oh, no. if you go walgreens.com and upload your photos oh, and yeah. pick the sizes, it's done in an hour. Yeah. No, they it, it is efficient, but it did not used to be. Like, okay. I was there when they just got the, like, kiosks. Like, like bring your own SIM card. Oh, right. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. And it was a whole, it was definitely a transitional fossil period. <laughs> you have like, oh, fuck, no one knows how this works. Right, not even us. And then we're like still film cameras too. So it's like. You had to develop film? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're having to like, yeah, it was a whole thing. It sucks. It's bad. And like, I fucked up plenty of. job? Not my first job, okay. but it was the one I definitely did like for the most of high school. Yeah. I, I My first job was Papa John's. Uh-oh. That one ended badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ended. We will get into your first sure. everything. Oh, yeah. In a little bit. This is another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about the tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Mattoon, and today I have with me the person whose voice you've been hearing, which is a delightful voice, Ew. speaking and singing, Luke Knoll. Thank you so much. Hey, it's good to be here, and I'm just glad I have a good speaking voice, too. <laughs> no, no. I heard that if you have a good speaking voice, you have a good singing voice, and that's not true because... I've been told I have a okay speaking voice. Yes, but singing? No, 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 no. Not a singer. Can't do it. Why not? Mm-mm. Just you're just so much second refuse. guessing. Refuse. Hey, that's a lot of it. That's a lot of life, though. Sometimes, like I will. Well, here is where it stemmed from. Someone on the internet told me 
well, not like a commenter, like another internet creator. Sure. A couple years ago, we were doing like a comedy rap song. And he was like, do you sing? And I said, no. And he was like, just give it a shot. And I was doing like a Nicki Minaj parody. Sure. You don't have to sing for that. No. But I, I started rapping. And then he was like, yeah, you're tone deaf. Like straight <laughs> oh, up told me I was tone deaf. <laughs> and I, if he was right or not, don't know. You're like, but all I know is that was the last day I ever attempted it. <laughs> that yeah. even talked for a while. That's a good way to really get your uh, confidence up is for someone to just be like, you can't do this. You don't know how to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, I'll stop trying. I'll never try again. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. For those of you listening, you may know Luke from being a cast member on SNL. Barely, though. You were? I was there, but they wouldn't know me from the. <laughs> no one's like, oh, yes, I know him from that. Yeah. Quite possibly. You run many articles. I found a Vulture article that uh, gave every cast member their own Pokemon. Oh, oh, I also read that, and I was couldn't I, I when when I saw the title I was like oh no I'm gonna be magic carp I was like <laughs> I'm gonna be something bad and shit and then I got jigglypuff and that I was, was like great. honestly best case scenario best case <laughs> like, <laughs> I searched it after that I was like oh let me learn more about jigglypuff I do my homework and oh yeah so I was like it was jigglypuff is adorable first of all so cute and then it said like the type of jigglypuff it said normal comma fairy says fairy so like, that's pretty can't. much me <laughs> You can't say normal and fairy at the no. same time. That doesn't make sense. And the whole thing about Jigglypuff is when Jigglypuff sings, everyone goes to sleep. Oh. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jigglypuff's in Super Smash Brothers, so it's like, come on. Give me. I'm, I'm cool with Jigglypuff. <laughs> you have exposure everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you also may know Luke from his album, Guitar Comic, which I love. Thank you so much for listening to it. No joke. Seriously, it's thank you. So fun. And I tell Alexa to play it, and she doesn't play it. You know, so I have to do it manually. It's a weird thing, and it hasn't been one of the my favorite things about putting out the album. Has been like so many people have been like, yeah, it's really hard to find it on all. And it's <laughs> it's on all of the streaming platforms, but it's like cool. I'm glad that it just doesn't come up when you search it. That's it's one of my very favorite things. <laughs> I hate it, and well, Alexa is on one a lot of the time. Yeah. When you tell her to play something, sometimes she just wants to She's play like, whatever you know what? she wants. She's like, you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I hate your taste. Uh-uh. But she, I have learned a lot from Alexa. Like if you ask her to play something and she plays something completely different. It's like, uh, did you mean the Fugees? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't ask for I'm that. I'm a big fan. But thank you. I really like the Fugees, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa's just trying to make your taste better. Right. She has, actually. I quick internet stalk all of my guests before you get here also, which is why I know about the Jigglypuff thing. But I also found out that when you were a kid, your mom would have you drink as much Sprite as you could to get you better. When I was sick, my mom would give me Sprite. Yeah. And I'm like, looking back on it, that's so fucked up. Like, that's <laughs> not good. Like, was it like complimented by anything else? She was just like, like, if you have a fever, just like really go to town on the Sprite. <laughs> A lot like where did she work? Did she work for Sprite? She is a special ed teacher, so I guess that it checks out. Sprite? She's just like, yep, just uh, just drink a bunch of Sprite. Did it ever help? No, okay. it's sugar water, right? Sure. It's like not, I guess I'm like, 
there's something about like I don't know if you have like a I've I've heard like people give, give kids like ginger ale if you oh, or like ginger ale works. That's what they say, but it's like Sprite doesn't. No, you know that doesn't help. That's like just dehydrates you more. Like, yeah. Do you yeah. ever have Sprite now as an adult and you're like I'm traumatized or I, you feel sick? I feel like I've been pretty is since moving to California and I just did a hair flip for the, to anyone listening. <laughs> Uh, I, I've been trying to not drink like soda anymore, but yeah. I feel like growing up in the Midwest, it, like that was in the faucet. Like I, in yeah, your yeah, sink, yeah. it was Sprite. That yeah. was hilarious. Just That's sugar. your tap water. Pretty, yeah, exactly. You, I met Luke. Like you're not here. Right. We met each other at in an escape room. In an escape room, which is how you want to meet somebody. Oh, is a thousand. In percent. a team building scenario. Yeah, because I think I've always said you learn a person's real character in escape rooms and flying with each other, or like traveling. I think that that is true because in an escape room, you can tell if somebody's like a Type A take take charge, like mm-hmm. what, like. I'm like, you need to communicate with me, though, because I did not know what you just found. So I didn't know that the refrigerator was a secret passageway, okay? Right. (laughs) That escape room, if you haven't been, it was called Stash House. Stash House? It was one of the, if not the best I've ever done. Yeah, The best. You need at least eight people, I think, because it's so huge. It is huge. We had about eight people, I think. I think you're right. We had a bunch of people in there. So you're not... You're not able to do this huge escape room unless you have enough people because about, like, two people need to be in each room. And there's right. so many rooms. A bunch of rooms. Oh, my God. We got didn't, – we didn't get trapped, but, like, underneath there was a bed, and underneath the bed was, like, the secret passageway. Yes, like a crawl space. Yeah. And we were, like, jammed in this, like, pitch black it crawl space. It took a long time. For a long time. <laughs> And the whole thing you're trying to do is find these, like, little baggies of cocaine, like, <laughs> a fake cocaine. And then yeah. you, like, once you find all these little fake Cokes, you, you have to flush. Like, the you end of the room is flush the them down the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Which I love that, like, when the guy comes out at the end and he's like, you did it. He's like, just you so you guys it. know, um, they are, like, biodegradable bags. Like, <laughs> like, he has to, like, cover his bases. Like, just so you know, we're not, like— on the hour, every hour, polluting. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Oh, it was such a good escape room. It was so good. Do you have any tips for escape room newbies? Um, bring a gun. <laughs> always bring a gun. Um, bring a saw. Just get out Always bring a there. real gun. Um, because you never know. <laughs> um, I feel like if you're a new to escape rooms, I feel like. Uh, you want to start just by shouting out everything you see, right? Yes. Because especially if everybody is, Mm -hmm. like, tossing through everything, you don't know what someone – and then you're, like, behind, and once you're behind, you're like, this isn't even fun. It's not fun. Yeah. Talk to me. Do you not want me to be here? Brian. (laughs) Some of my friends, some of our friends. Yes. Has this ever happened to you? Like, oh, Your friend is four steps ahead and has (laughs) solved everything, and you're like – and yet you find their that remnants. That looked fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you find their remnants. You're like, I just found this. And like, we did that three steps ago. And you're like, okay, well, I'm done here. I was like, you had to break open an urn to get that key. Right. I would have loved to have been there for that. <laughs> I would have liked to have broken something to get a key. Would have been nice. Would have been very fun, but totally cool that you didn't communicate that to me, That's that you so just did fun. that. Yeah, there's a, when, have you ever, like, opened something and there was, like, a key and you're like, oh, I'm going to use this key to open this one lock that I know about. Yes. Right when you grab it, somebody else grabs a key and runs to the lock and opens it instead of you? Yeah, exactly. Why are you doing that? They're like, can we, can we be a team? Right. Sometimes, like, when I open something, I won't even grab it. I'll just go, go ahead. Like, I want you to enjoy this. Also, I feel like, have you ever been paired up with people you didn't know? Mm Mm-hmm. 
hard pass on that. Super if you've hard never pass. done it, that should be yeah. illegal. Unless it's like mutual friends. Like we were like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. friend of a friend, totally cool. But if they're putting you with a group of people, they're like, oh, you three, we're gonna jam you with the four work. drunkest frat guys ever in the world. They're always drunk frat guys. I know, and they're like, yeah, and they always have to be like, everything in this room is reachable. You don't have to climb on anything. And it's like <laughs> doing it with those guys, and you're like, oh, that's why they have to say right. that because they're just like. Uh, is there anything we have to punch through? And you're like, no. Every, you don't have to punch through anything. Okay, cool. Fine. All right. Because our instinct is to break everything. Right. Get yeah. out however you can. Exactly. Oh, my God. When's the last time you did one? It's been uh, actually not that long now that I think about it. I uh, probably like a, a month ago maybe did a, I did a pair of escape rooms, two in one day. You which have is, to. It is that kind of thing where you Double go to one of those places. You want after you do one, you're like, your lubricate. Your mind is ready. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, and then sometimes though you'll have done one that was really fun that you're like, man, that one was so fun. And then you do yeah. the second one, and you're like, that one's not as good. It was like worse. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, mm. love diminishing return. You're like, this wasn't yeah. worth it. Yeah. It's the best. Okay, I could talk about this for literally ever. You should do just a, uh, just a tip in parentheses for escape rooms. Oh my. God. Yeah. Just only talk about escape rooms. Yeah, really spoil fun escape rooms for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I wish I always want to do like videos of them, but you're not allowed to. You're not. Yeah. But, like Conan and Ariana have done them. Uh, right. So. But, but then that's like basically I get it because they want people to do it, and then if you show how your, to, yeah, 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 yeah. showing how it. the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made sausage? I have made sausage. Why? Sausage. I had a group on. I took my girlfriend <laughs> to a sausage-making class in Chicago underneath the L train in the loop. And it was honestly really fun because when you – like some you're, you're making so much uh-huh. sausage. And then at the end, the guy's like, you can just – like you just made like 11 pounds of sausage. You can just have all of that. Oh, good. And so – yeah, we so had a bunch of. So how long were you eating sausage for? I we had like a cookout and like all our friends are we made it and it was like applewood bake like ground up bacon inside the sausage, oh. which is really good, but it also means that there's like a bajillion little grease bubbles in there that you're just like it's really fun because you get to really burn your mouth when you yeah. eat it. <laughs> <laughs> all of the senses. Really good. It's kind of what you want when you're eating a sausage is to burn your mouth with hot boiling hot grease. <laughs> We're going to learn a little bit more about you, even mm. though I feel like we're doing a pretty good job. We're already real, we're already like knee deep in yeah. me. Sausage, escape rooms, Sprite when you're sick. That's your 23. That's kind of it, yeah. <laughs> that is fucked up, but it's probably true. That's yeah. like, that's a good slice of me already. This is a game I like. It's not really a game. It's not a game. It's not a game. There's no winners and losers here. There's no jokes. I just want to know you. Cool. This is called Burst of First. It's rapid fire. One round of rapid fire questions. And what I'm going to ask for you is nothing but the truth. uh, So I'm not allowed to lie in this? Nope. You have to go real fast. And the last rule is if I ever yell stop, you have to explain, elaborate, or tell the full story. Okay. Cool. So rapid fire, but you're allowed to be like... This one's not rapid fire. Let's dig in. Yes. Gotcha. It's up to me. Cool, cool, cool. I had to make this podcast so I could have some power in my life. Honestly, yeah, that's what why a lot of like 40-year-old guys teach improv. And <laughs> 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 uh, things aren't going well. I've got to be around 20-year-olds. <laughs> that's very funny. Okay, here we go. Burst of firsts. What was your first job? Uh, Papa John's. I was a in-store Papa John's guy. In-store? Not a delivery driver. I okay. was like 14, 15. First cell phone. 
A very shitty brick that didn't have a camera on it, the little flip phone, it was forest green. Motorola, I think. First pet. I had a frog named Clark. He lived for seven years. That's too long. Too long. First kiss location. First kiss location was the woods behind my house. Okay, gonna stop there. All right. The woods? Yeah. <laughs> yep, the woods by the creek. Oh, okay, so there was like a reason. Had a little crick back there, yeah. Is a crick the same thing as a creek, or are you saying it crazy? I believe that it is the same thing, but yeah, our crick. There was like a weird little pond in the in the uh, woods behind my house uh, growing up, and we called it Pea Pond um, <laughs> because all the kids in the neighborhood would pee in the in Pea Pond. It was like a little collection of just pretty much just pee. Okay. Uh, but yeah, my first kiss was re- was back by Pea Pond. <sighs> Pea Pond is great. Yeah. I like when thing. Okay, so very big tangent here. Yeah. Have you ever seen the blooper of Friends when Phoebe uh, Lisa Kudrow calls? A vagina a dick ditch. No. Okay. I it's that's my, great. It's the best. So the story behind it is the the people, I guess, what is on CBS? Where was Friends uh, airing? Fox? Who, who it's knows or cares? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't watching live. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. So the network didn't want Lisa to say the word vagina on air. Right. So it's the a writers, bad word. It's a bad word. Yeah. Scientists, right? And so the writers on on set were like trying to figure out another word for vagina. And in between takes, all the actors were laughing so hard at Dick Ditch. So they Dick Ditch. It's so good. I'm gonna pull up a clip just so you can hear it. Mm-mm-mm. What did they settle on? Just like what I, if they settled on like in trying to avoid <laughs> saying vagina? Did they just say something like? Pussy. <laughs> like, <laughs> just something that's grosser. I, a worse way to say it. Truly. I think they probably agreed on vagina, but the they all dared Lisa Kudrow to say Dick Ditch on, on TV, and they, like, paid her money for it. So here's a clip of, of this happening. It's, it's also really hard to find this blooper is what I've heard. Babes, it's going to be okay. Oh, yeah, easy for you to say. I don't see three kids coming out of your <laughs> <laughs> Well, they bleeped it out, but that, imagine that they did it. Right, that it would be very funny if they just left something like that in Friends, which is an otherwise pretty like uh, yeah. squeaky clean show. Just have yeah, don't see kids coming out of your dick ditch. It's so funny. Yeah, that's I. So all that to say, I love when people call other things uh, alliteration. Nicknames. Uh, yeah, alliterative. Oh, that's what that was the long walk you wanted for <laughs> for, for Pea Pond and Dick Ditch? Yes. All right. I'm in. I like it. Okay, first kiss location. Let's go back to Bursa first. Here we go. Here comes the ominous music. Oh yeah. First major purchase. Uh probably like a G.I. Joe, something G.I. Joe related. I'm thinking one time I got like a one of the an anti-aircraft gun. I used like all my birthday money as a kid. I'm talking like it was like ninety dollars for like a thing that you could put G.I. Joe's in that was made it look like it was like on the deck of a battleship. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so big G.I. Joe fan. Big big Joe fan back when I was a kid. <laughs> First choice in a karaoke book. Um, I think for me, it's uh, Rich Girl by Hall Notes. Ooh. Quick. It's like a two minute long song. That's it. Oh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. First internet screen name. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, and I don't, it, this makes it sound like I was like really struggling with my sexuality, but X confused guy. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. First thing you think when someone doesn't answer the phone. Um, 
Oh, oh there was, that that's totally fine. That's good. First celebrity crush. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller. First concert. Uh, Warp Tour. Wow, big one. Oh yeah. First scar. Uh, scar. I cut myself on a uh, opening a a can of cat food um, for a neighbor and bled all over their empty house. And all yeah, over? I, uh, yeah, I was probably like eight or nine and I was like doing like a, they weren't home. Like they were like, That's they gave me sad. like 10 bucks to feed their cat while they were on vacation and I cut myself and bled all over their house. <laughs> Worth it. First thing you do when you like someone. Um, buy a gun. <laughs> no, okay. Um, <laughs> Oh goodness! Uh, I don't know. I follow them on Instagram. I don't know. I'm kidding. I, I don't. I don't do anything when I like someone. First Bury it is actually <laughs> first show you binge watched. Lost. First excuse you make when trying to cancel plans. Um, have a show across town. Ooh, that's a good one for uh, you. It is, and it's sometimes it's true. <laughs> first time you cried in public. Last question. Uh. Ooh. Jeez, cried in public. I don't know. It may, I don't know if I maybe ever have. All right. Well, you want to try now? I want to try. All right. To, to, Let's get to into cry it. in public. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> we did it. Maybe not like a sob, but maybe I've like welled up. Uh, yeah. Oh. Here or there. Yeah. Do you ever just want to cry just because? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a release. It's cathartic. It's uh, why not? I mean, I'm not against it. It's just uh, I, I feel like um, it, it, the the moment hasn't hit me necessarily in public. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Wait for one of my parents to die, and then I'll definitely have like a no. good a good like open cry at a at a funeral service. I'm already planning like what my bit's gonna be when my parents I'm, die. I'm. Have you ever done a um a like a wedding speech? No, I haven't. I've, would you want to? I would. I also think that I would struggle to not make it about me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no I, I would. I would like to do that. Um, but I don't like, I've always, I've only really stood up in one wedding and I wasn't like best man. I was just a groomsman. Oh, you were just yeah. like, I object. Yeah, I was like, yeah, <laughs> stop this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Yeah, I think part of it is that I'm not to be trusted with, with that. Like, have you given a toast? Yeah, it wasn't a toast. It was a er, maid of honor speech, and mm-hmm. it has haunted me for years. Really? Not did for, not go well. Not like Quattro, but like for years it has. Why? You could have done better or what? I was just trying so hard. I like wrote a full script. I was like trying to, I was trying you, to like. You had audio it. stings? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was what? trying to do callbacks like way too much, and I was like, this stop, should stop oh, before no. it starts. Yeah, it was really, really bad. I'll also list, I think it lasted like 15 minutes. Oh, no. I should have just made like a PowerPoint. No, I know. Luke, I know. But 15 minutes, you you need callbacks at that point. (laughs) (laughs) The instinct to have callbacks was a good one if you're like, we're clocking it at 15 minutes at this point. I should have not done it at all. I mean, I'm sure it's on film, right? mm -mm. My therapist was like, anytime you feel embarrassed, feel embarrassed and just feel it and, and like without any goal and I was like what after that like okay I feel it and then what and she was like nothing else and then but you what f- processed <laughs> it that's what it yeah. is but I wish she would have told me that mm. I was like why are you doing this whole rigmarole just tell me I'll stop feeling it don't Jedi it. mind trick me don't just tell that. me he's like if you fuck up really soak up the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay no, like, and really dwell in it 
And then I'm okay. And then what? Yeah. And then you feel bad. <laughs> and then you know you've done wrong. Okay. She pulls her face off. It's just my mom. I go, okay. It's <laughs> ah, a good mask, though. <laughs> uh, enough about us. Yes. Let's help others. Let's help others. We have a question called, in love with my teacher's wife. Already, already great. <gasps> already a really good one. Here we go. Hey, um, so I'm in college and I have this professor and uh, I've been in his class a while and I just, I don't know how to tell him that I'm in love with his wife. Um, I was wondering if you could help or give me any advice or just what to do. Thank you. Whoa. So. So. How are you? Have ever been in a, in love with a, a teacher's spouse? No. I mean, I guess that's kind of a. An extra wrinkle, because it's one thing to be, like, right. in, attracted to your teacher, but then, like, an extra wrinkle of, like, how are you – my question is, like, have – it sounds like you've interacted with this yeah, teacher's – Yeah, how do they know? Why? Yeah, because uh, I know that I didn't know many – and, like, I, the only teacher's spouses that I knew were ones that I was like, – that were uh, – there was, like, another activity going on. Like, even yeah. in college, it's, like – uh, in college, I don't think I knew any of my professors' uh, like right. wives or, or husbands. But Oh, that's so interesting. So I think is it safe to assume there's there has been some interaction probably yes. then outside of uh, uh, of an academic setting, that's maybe in true. maybe an extracurricular activity of some sort mm-hmm. uh, that would make sense, right? What's okay? I am so confused because I've never been in this situation before. Usually, like we tell stories and be like, yeah. "This happened to me once," and, and but like I've never been in this scenario. No, in fact, I mean, uh, every, I think everybody has the story of like, "Yeah, a kid at my school tried to fuck a teacher." You're right. like, you know, I got plenty of that. Totally. But as far as like, I'm in love with my teacher's wife, and it, I, I mean, I got a bunch of follow up questions like, "Has anything happened?" I know. Like, I wish we could call. I know, like, because it's one thing if it's, like, an ongoing affair. I know. Because in that situation. Uh, Tell that, me what happens in that situation, Luke. <laughs> I feel like that that definitely complicates the situation. If For it's sure. If at this point it's a purely innocent, like, nothing has happened. I'm just, ve- like, infatuated mm-hmm. with my teacher's wife. Uh, I don't know that it is as, like, a. Gotta tell them then. Yeah. Yeah. You can leave. I you think, can remove yourself from the equation. Yeah, because it sounds like if nothing has happened, which I don't think is probably the case. It would be nice to know. It'd be nice to know. I'm assuming that there's involvement in some way. You know what I mean? Like if you're in, like we're dropping an like, L-bomb. Right. And it's like a college age level, which is like, okay, now we have some merit or we have some like gravitas to the word love. Yes. When you're in high school, like, I love him. It's like, okay, well. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes. I, I think you can confuse like real love with infatuation. Like just totally. being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's assume, right, uh-huh. that something's happened Something's that's probably extramarital at this point. Sure. That, that, uh, that uh, the teacher's. Or the professor, whoever it is, is, spouse has reciprocated in some way, shape, or form, whether right. that be physically or otherwise. Then I think you should tell the professor. Oh, absolutely. Because that's a yeah. Then that, that's just not nice. But then again, y- and you never know. Maybe they're down for a, a polygamy. A, yeah. Here's the thing about polygamy: is I've read so many not books on polygamy, but like a lot of like 
memoirs or what like humorous essay books and a mm. lot of people like talk about it in like a couple of chapters it yeah. never works it sounds like it's very hard to make work efficiently because mm -hmm. it, it, especially in in an i think you know what it is it's sound the only times where it seems like it really works is when the two people entering into the relationship are already like hey before we even start this mm. this is like yeah I'm, a, I'm into dating multiple people it always seems like if they started out monogamous and they're right. like, you know what we should do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sound, that's like a recipe for disaster because totally. it just means that one person's idea, it, it was one person's idea right. way more than it was another person's idea. Totally. And no matter how wide open your communication is, there's going to be some undercurrent of like. Right. Mm. Oh, my God. What do they do? I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, like I said, I think if like. If there's been a reciprocation from the spouse, if there's been something extramarital like that, you probably do need to tell the teacher that that's been happening. Like, do you go hand in hand with his wife or do mm. you go separate and you go, hey, professor? I think you talk to the wife because clearly that's a back channel that's been opened where you're like, hey, yeah. I I think because the wife probably doesn't want the husband to know. Right. right. Or the professor. I'm assuming it's uh, a man or woman. I, maybe it's not. Um, right, because then the wife could. It could be a, yeah. You could tell if it were you, which it is you. Like you can tell the wife to go, "Hey, this is your relationship. Maybe you yeah. can have this conversation with your husband if if you are interested in me." Or like, wife. The onus. We didn't know if it's a. a oh right, right. Yes, right, we yeah. have no idea. Uh, oh well, she says his his class. Oh his his class. His so class. yeah, maybe like put the onus on her. Because that's her. She did that. Yeah. It's like her thing to do. Yeah, it is one of the yeah. I, however, I think the, the in parentheses thing of like if it is just innocent, right? I think, uh, don't go elsewhere. Don't yeah, yeah. truly you can. I know you're in love, but it sounds like this person's is wifed up. You know, sounds like yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And you're in college, and you have a lot of life left to live. And I promise you, you're uh, not not like a don't be in love with this person anymore. But I'm like, mm -hmm. you've chosen a forbidden fruit. It sounds like. That's not good. There's it, there's not a lot of endings to that situation where I'm like, this is going going to go well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we say, best of luck. <laughs> and we say, oh no. Oh, what? It just sounds like we didn't help that person at all. No, well, <laughs> how much? I mean, like, we can't really do much. No, I mean, I promise you, we can't do anything. <laughs> we can't. We have nothing to do with it. We're chiming in saying, like, You're, this is a bad situation. <laughs> like, like, I say tell the wife to do what, like, tell, have a conversation yes. with the wife. Let her take care of it. And if she doesn't want to, then take your power and your worth worthiness elsewhere. Yes. yes. That's good. That's a nice little button cool. on, uh, for the advice. Yeah. Okay. Good button. That's a good time to take a but little yeah, it break. Yeah, sounds like it's going to go bad, though. <laughs> We're going to take a little break while Luke gives an extra piece of advice you can find on the Just a Tip podcast on Instagram. And we'll be right back. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And we're back. We're back. I don't know if this is my favorite segment, but I actually, yes. I think it is. Before we get into act number two, what are you obsessed with right now? What are you currently like, this is my jam and everybody needs to know about it? Oh my gosh. What am I obsessed with right now? I am obsessed with... Or just something you kind of like. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like, and this is something that I'm like, I need to get out of this phase quick. Uh-uh. Is cringy TikToks. I have not been on TikTok yet. It is bad. Oh, there's a Twitter account that quote tweets cringy ticks. It is cringe ticks. I I feel like I've been like an a uh, uh, low key Reddit guy for like over a decade now. Okay. And I've been over time really saving up the cringiest. Like I have a very curated like ten year long cringe compilation that I've been what? been making for just myself and like my, my friends basically. Wait, what? I will I go down in in a deep dive. Like whether it starts on the cringe subreddit, I'll go in like I'll go down the YouTube rabbit hole of just like just the we just some sad shit, but I don't know why it's finger looking good to me and I watched way too much of it. It's it's bad. I need to like, not have that be my thing. I, is what I, I recognize right away. I'm like, this is a bad thing to have be your thing. This is so fascinating. So, like, yeah. what? Do you, so, <clears throat> I'm thinking of uh, Nathan for you. Mm. Great show. Yes, very cringy. So cringy. And sometimes I have to pause it because, like, my fingertips and my arms can't handle it. Yes. Because I just feel it viscerally. Yes. So, like, do you like that feeling, or why do you? Why do you? Why have you compilated ten years worth? There, cringe. There's some. There's a bunch of. I think within the cringe umbrella, mm -hmm. there's a bunch of cringe. Because like Nathan, for you, he's like putting people on the spot, and they're making a lot of. He's putting people in these situations, and they're making these choices, uh, oftentimes themselves. To yeah, because they know they're on TV, right? So it's like right. that's a one wrinkle to it. My lane that I really like is people who they're 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 like, com they're they're totally genuine. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Kind of worse. It's worse. <laughs> it's like I know that I shouldn't like this as much as I do, but I really love like music that they think is is like fucking awesome uh -huh. and it just couldn't be any worse. No. You know what I mean? Like I love that kind of stuff. I And the thing is I've listened to so much bad music that I'm like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> like I started out I like by it. making fun of it, but I'm like, no, I I – was making fun of a bit. Um, you gotta, you gotta credit where credits due. It's a catchy song, you know. <laughs> like what? Give me one example of a song that is it, bad in your mind, but then you absolutely I, loved. You know, like an example to me, I think is a, the most accessible example was like a L Rebecca Black Friday situation. Mm. I'm, t I take it like ten steps further than that, though. I'm like, 
You know what I mean? I, yeah. yeah. Rebecca Black is like one where it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's a hokey song. But then you're like, you know what, though? Catchy song. Catchy. Catchy as heck. Yeah. I feel so bad because wasn't the story about Rebecca Black is that like, this is probably so wrong, but this is all I can remember is like maybe a neighbor or or someone that like knew her and was like, you're a pretty girl. We can easily make you a, a star because you can also sing. I'm pretty sure that the person who produced the song and the video is like one of those places that if you pay them X amount of money, they'll make you a music video. Because that oh. that same guy has a bunch of other little kids that he made um, music videos really? for. Uh, again, I went, I've gone down the deep dive. That guy like – whether it's like a scam of like, oh, you're, you're rich, rich parents will pay for you. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people. I like the older woman uh, pop star, like the like in their late oh, 40s yeah. and trying to trying to get this uh, pop thing started. That's like my that's my sweet spot right now. And you just watch these. I devoured these. Like so. When you put them on the playlist, like when do you play the playlist? See, that's the thing. In a bath? Where are you? Where are you watching? It's, rewatching them? It's usually like, uh, uh, like a a night of uh, like when we have friends over or something. Like oh. we'll, we'll, we'll I'll throw up a couple of these, and then it, you know, usually I'll yeah, it, trading off YouTube videos or something is something I we used to do a lot when I lived in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Just like what what have you found? And it's what just you night, the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. I always, when I have, like, dinner parties or game nights or whatever, and it ends up going to, like, a YouTube sphere of everyone just kind of gives something. It's so great for a little bit. And then it dies. And then everyone wants to go home after. Yes. Oh, my girlfriend hates whenever we go down that road. She's like, Because she hates that stuff. She hates cringe or she hates? Yes. Okay. She does not get enjoyment out of watching bad stuff on purpose. I'm like... I couldn't want to do it more. She's, she's like, one video. You know, and it never is. It's always Aww. like 100. So. You have a song on your um, on your album where you mention, it's like in between your songs, you like say that this is your girlfriend's least favorite song, and she's like, why can't you just like open up and show yeah. who you are? Yeah. Is that a real thing? That is. It's uh, Human Skin Kites is what it's Human called. Skin Kites is the song. It, it's weird because that's not her fa- uh, her least favorite song. What's I say it is in the, in my act, but her least favorite song is the last song on my album, which is Turpentine, Wine, and Bleach. What? Because she's heard it so many times? No, because for her, it's – for those who haven't heard it, it's really just me. You have. Mm-hmm. It's just pretty much me singing the same chorus for six minutes, yeah. right? And it's the the joke of it is that it never really change. Like it seems like it's gonna change, but yeah. it never really changes. And she hates being in the room and, and when I'm performing that song because the audience will be like, will uh, turn on me. They like it is by design. The I will lose them at some point. You they're like, this isn't funny. Me. But it's not <laughs> funny. Like there's no jokes in it. No. And that's and that's why she hates it is because like the room like shifts in their chairs for a minute. And they're like, what the fuck is that? Like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? And she just hates that feeling. Like, I will say that I I believe that by the end, I think I win them back. Yeah. But it certainly is like, 
It's not my funniest song, you it, know. It's, it's the, catchy, though. It's so catchy. It's the same thing as, like, if you're on a road trip and you're listening to the same song over and over and yep. over and it gets bad, and then you're like, all right, we're back around. Then you're you back in a circle. It, it's exactly that. It's the it's like they say comedy is the, the rule of threes. Mm-hmm. It's more like the rule of 38. You know <laughs> what I mean? 3,000. Yes, exactly. turpentine, white, and bleach. That is all it is. And, yeah, she hates that song. It's so good. Uh, so it's an I earworm. Would, it's an earworm. I watched your show on last Tuesday. It was so good. Thank you for coming, by it the way. It was so good. If you, if anyone listening, living in LA, or if you're traveling to Chicago, since you're from Chicago, yeah, anywhere, please watch Luke's show. It is one of the best shows I've seen. That is too dang nice. I love it. Seriously, thank I you. I love it. I love comedy, and I love music, and you do such a good job with both. And I was telling you in person, I was with a friend of mine who has perfect pitch, uh, which is something she hates that I say, but it's like... I'm trying to give my friends credit because sure. they don't give each other credit. I hear that. And it's like, stop. Here's I hear your that. credit, Luke. You're great. Seriously, thank you. You're welcome. Everyone should go see it. Anyway, so what I was saying, she really enjoyed it too. And she's like, since she is so talented, like it's kind of harder with like your elitist friends to like bring them to something. Yes. But she really enjoyed it. You're very musically talented. It's not like a as much as I love Bo Burnham and Dimitri Martin, it's like, you're you're doing riffs, you're doing licks, your falsetto is going on, like, you got it going on. That is, again, too nice to take, mm-hmm. but I think, like, those guys who you just listed off, like, like, are so much smarter and more clever than me, and uh. so, in order to, like, make up with <laughs> for that, I, like, I try to make it a, like a basically a catchy song underneath with just stupid lyrics. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so good. I want to be a good tune. What's, I want to talk about this forever, but I know that we should get to another question, mm. but I'm not going to. Mm. So I'm going to ask you a few more questions. <laughs> yeah, more about me. Yeah, it's so funny because it's usually very conversational in terms of like your stories that we've been through but I just like am so fascinated by your mind that I just want to ask more questions this is bad haven't you already dug in like okay so you like to laugh at people you uh (laughs) (laughs) we got that going on okay so you're laughing at others expense so we like that we see that that's a defining trait of yours uh when you are writing songs Mm. uh where are you like coming from a place of this annoys me or you're like I want to change this or what's like your your place of figuring out like what you want to say because all of your songs that you put out are have like a comedic undertone like guitar comedy. Sure. And I think I asked you in person the other day if you or I think my friend did if you did any songs that weren't comedy and you were like right. no. No, not anymore. Not really. No. I like I think at least when I'm writing comedy songs, I'm acutely aware that when I'm go on stage, I'm a straight white guy singing these mm. things. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not exactly coming at it from a a, a perspective that people are like, God <laughs> We gotta get I, your take. I gotta hear this this diverse take that we haven't heard before. Right. So because of that, I try to call that out and get ahead of it that I'm like I'm not going to be changing the world or anyone's mind about anything. Not that I don't have progressive opinions and things that I would love to. And I, as time has gone on, I have gotten into that because a lot of my album is um, songs that I wrote when I was uh, living in Chicago and, and uh, some from SNL uh, are on the album. And then a few ones that were pretty in the last year or so after SNL are on, the sh- uh, on there too. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those old Chicago ones are like, dick and butt songs you know what I mean and so I've been trying to take stock where I'm like man 
if if my if my whole catalog of music that I've written is a big pie chart, the button dick slice of it is more than I'd like it to be. So that's been something in the last like two years that I've like, let's not write any more uh, songs about my button pee pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's been like a personal challenge to myself of like, how do I write some stuff about stuff that's not that? Yeah. And so that's been all the new stuff I've I've written has been more, uh, you know cultural yeah like <laughs> yeah but uh I, i'd say i throw away probably like 90 percent of the shit that i write though no i really way. throw away almost all of it just because it's not oh. i want it to be a good song to that's yeah. that's and a lot of the times i'm like oh this is funny but it's like not a good song it's not very good uh, yeah that's good that's where artistry comes in because i bet you a lot of people would just throw it at the wall i mean i want i wish i did though because mm. sometimes Pe- you do it on Instagram. I know. Who cares about that? Exactly. I need to do more of that. But then oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't like just doing like a GCD chord progression and, uh, you know, saying as many jokes as I can as fast as I can. And, you know, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of music comedy is, is that. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's what's like keeping you in like the different echelon. Really rising above it. Really rising above it. Really rising above it. While we're talking about writing and you mentioned SNL. <laughs> If anyone wants a job in the writing field, not necessarily SNL, but if you want to give, like, a tip that you learned about, like, trying to crank out stuff week after week on, like, a crazy deadline and people aren't respecting you, like, what is going That is all very, very true. I mean, I I was hired as a cast member, so I was like, oh, I'm sure somebody will write something for me. Nope. So Uh. you're, like, in the moment, you're, like, learning, oh, I need to—I wish I had— put more hours, as many hours into writing as I had into performing. Oh, At least specifically for SNL, you're having to really write your way into the show. Right. So the very few moments of daylight that you get, a lot of times when you're new there, are things that you wrote because it's hard to get people to write for you there, right? For sure. But I I do think it's one of those things where, like, I just talked about how much I self-edit and I'm throwing away so much of it. I still try to crank it out even and finish it even though it's, I think it sucks. Like, mm. I think that's a very important thing is, like, you're going to hate what you're writing while in the middle of it. Yeah. You need to finish. Like, it feels so much better even if it's something that you're going to ball up and throw into the trash that you've at least written it all the way. Mm-hmm. Like, finish the thought. Don't hit the delete key. Don't, oh, I can do this. It's like just – word vomit whatever it is out and it's gonna feel better even if it sucks right at least you did it oh god you know what I mean I'm feeling attacked I because I when I'm like <laughs> choreographing I never finish if I'm just like I get bored th- halfway through or like I don't think it's very good and so I'm yes. just like oh, I'm gonna move on to a new song and like when I look back a couple years after I'm like I could have finished that and that would have been really good yeah that's exactly I, I beat myself up the same exact way with songs where I'm like I'll like write 80% of the song and I'll be like I don't have a good ending to this I'm gonna throw it away and never revisit it ever again right and it but I notice, like, unless I do it and finish it in one sitting, mm-hmm. I'll never finish it. Yep. Well, now that we're on the writing subject, our next question is about writing. Oh, okay. So look at that segue. Here we go. I'm 33 years old. I have a full-time office job, but my passion is writing. In 2013, I graduated with a Master of Arts degree in Humanities. I've completed three editorial internships and applied to editorial jobs with no success. I devote about one to four hours a day to writing poetry, a blog post, or a novel. 
One of the highlights of my writing life was getting a personal essay published on Pop Sugar. I wonder if I directed my full attention to one of these writing projects, then I would begin to see some more positive results. What do you think? I would love to become a full-time food writer. Sincerely, Wandering Writer. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa, master's degree. Kudos. I know, and just like, or writing a novel. Like, what's that like? <laughs> I know, right? Every, everything that you rattled off sounds <laughs> awesome. It sounds like you're doing it. I mean, it sounds like you're doing it. It's just what you, you it's freaking hard to make that a full-time that's gig is really thing. what it is. The, being a full-time artist that's like you can pay your bills by it is so difficult. And I'll say this as somebody who has recently made the jump of working within the last couple of years. I was working a full-time office gig at a tech startup in Chicago doing comedy six nights a week for free. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> to, oh, this is my job now and I it's sink or swim and then getting fired from SNL and now being right. in the ether doing <laughs> comedy for colleges and stuff like that. Oh, I got a frog in my throat. <clears throat> Wait, your frog's name was Clark. Clark. Yep. Oh, and, I had a, and I had a turtle named Kent, so it was a Clark Kent. <laughs> okay, we, we yeah. see where we're going here. I'll say this. As soon as it does become your job and it's an it's a pie-in-the-sky goal of now once your rent is now dependent on mm -hmm. this thing going well, it does take a decent amount of the fun out of it. Almost all of it. Almost all of it. And it adds, like, adding anxiety to a thing, adding financial anxiety to yes. a thing you were purely in love with on an, like, like you know, on an art level. Mm -hmm. It does suck. It, it's not a good feeling when you're like, fuck, I got to crank this thing out that I, right. that I think sucks, you know, or like, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but it sounds like everything she rattled off is exactly what you need to be doing if right. you wanted that to be your path. You're writing every day for a, a significant amount of your time, and I know exactly the feeling, and I don't know if the caller is the same as me, but whenever I was at my work, I've never been more inspired and, like, wanted to do comedy more than when I was at my 9 to 5. That's why I'm, like, kind of still have it. Now so that you don't have like pressure, it, it, it well, it's a weird thing. Not only the financial pressure, it's, I mean, it sucks uh, having yeah. to work a nine to five that you don't give a shit about. Mm -hmm. I know that feeling too. Um, but there's something about like in my brain when I know I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm at work right now and I need to be working, my brain can it's like that that's the time when I'm really thinking. Of, mm -hmm. uh, like when my comedy brain kicks in is when I'm not allowed to be doing comedy. Yeah. You know? That's the forbidden fruit. And then the moment that I'm like, it's my now, now comedy is my day job. It's fucking hard to do it. Right. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. It's so backwards. But like if I, I think I became like a full time like entertainer. Um, she, she eye rolled there. Just I so people know. She eye rolled hard. She eye rolled really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when people are like, what do you do? I'm like, oh no. Oh, no. Do you want to Do you want me to, to use me? the word content that many times? <laughs> <laughs> I'm unsubscribing I generate from content this um, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the worst. If you're in an Uber, what do you say that you do? Uh I mean yours is e you kind of easy. You could go, I'm a comic, I'm a musician. Yeah, or, I just say comedian. Oh no, are they like, tell me a joke? Uh every once in a while you get that, and I'm like, oh no. 
Like, I just like, I think it's funny because there's so many comics who talk about like, yeah, people ask me to tell them jokes. Yeah, you can actually just really nicely be like, oh, I'm not. No. Like, uh, people I'm are mostly right. like, oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> actually, people respond to that. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all right. I'm uh, just going <laughs> to jump out of this car, actually. Yeah. Uh, but when I became full-time not working at a restaurant, it was fun for a bit because, like, the cushion of money that I had. And then it was like, the art doesn't pay the bills. What pays the bills no. is the advertisement that's connected to the art. Yep. So, like, if you can make, if you can write uh, articles for Pop Sugar, whoever it is, and get, like, advertising through that, then you'll be fine enough to, right. to make the, like, the piece that you want to make, maybe. Uh, I don't know how writing works. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm, I was. Uh, I learned how to write during SNL, but clearly not well enough. No, but um, <laughs> you know what? One of the things that actually kind of stuck with me about it, and it's a piece of advice that might take a lot of the the love of the of the art out of it a little bit, was Tina Fey hosted when I was there, and she was a Second City Chicago gal, so we kind of bonded a little bit over Chicago mm-hmm. improv. And I was saying, yeah, I went to, you know, and she was talking about how she ran the room at 30 Rock and how she was like, I wanted it to be different than SNL because SNL is like very high pressure and can be can be toxic at times just because of all of the, you know, the, yeah. the nature of the show. We got to crank it out by the end of this week. Right. Mm-hmm. She's like, I didn't want it to be that feeling. And then, you know, my writers, I'm talking from the perspective of Tina Fey now. She's like, my writers would bring in these like really weird esoteric jokes that I loved the the comedy nerds in the room loved, uh-huh. but we had to remember that we're writing a show on NBC at eight o'clock for network TV, mm-hmm. and that this joke is maybe for two percent of people who are really gonna like this joke. And she's like, and there's times where you stand up and you fight for that, but she's like, like you have to only have like one of those for every. <clears throat> seven yeah. more accessible jokes that a lot of people will like. And it's like, yeah, she reminded her room, she goes, because those kinds of jokes started popping up more and more, and she's like, I have to put my foot down because right. this is getting too weird and it's going off the rails. Yeah. And the term she said is, guys, just remember, we're selling Tide. Like, oh. just remember, network TV, we're, we're all sitting here getting paid money to write comedy because... A bingo. Right. Commercials are paying for us being on the air. And it sucks to say it like that. Totally. But it's – you're selling Tide. And even if you're writing stuff and you like poetry on uh, and putting it online stuff, it's like some – you know, it's generating revenue somehow. And a lot of times that's banner ads and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's it's a bummer <laughs> when you start to think of the monetization of your passions. It sucks. It's it a does. bummer. It really does suck. I've always told like – Anyone that was working around me or helping me with something, uh, like, in my business is always, like, pick something that you could do for 14 hours and you wouldn't get sick of it. Yeah. But here's the thing. You'll get sick of anything. Exactly. And I've had so many people be like, that was, like, the best advice I've ever heard. And, like, oh, my God, I'm following my passion. It's, like, for sure do that. But know that, like, you're going to hate it. And that's part of it. Yes. You're going to hate your passion. But that's you just keep on doing it and you find another little hobby. Because I – there was, like, that – Dave Chappelle's Inside the Actor's Studio, I think he references a conversation he had with his dad where he's like, if I can make as much as a teacher, like his dad's a teacher, he's like, if I can make a teacher's salary doing comedy, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's it's work. It's, you know, but if I can make a living as, you know, 
Yeah. At the end of the day, humans are going to find shit to complain about. Like, yeah. I, like, especially moving to, to Los Angeles, you're like, yeah. people complaining about the weather. I'm like, it's literally like <laughs> thermostat perfect all the time here. You know what I mean? Totally. Where it's like, you'll just, you'll find something to bitch about. Wherever you live, you'll find something to complain about. Oh, the traffic. Oh, parking. So it's like, you're you're a human being. You're going to complain about something. And yeah. that your job is, is going to be one of those things because it's a stressor. Yeah. Our, our closing tip for becoming a full-time artist in general, mm-hmm. would yours be to— uh, you, That you're doing—everything you that she rattled off is you, you're, you're doing done. it. You're literally already doing it. Becoming a full-time thing, I, I'm saying, is can be a bit of a be careful what you wish for. But I think I've never been happier than when I had a 9 to 5 that I didn't hate. I worked for good people. Yeah. It wasn't a pulling—like if you hate your— if you literally hate your office job, and this is to this caller, then find another office job that can su- support you. But keep yeah, doing yeah. what you're doing. You're on the right path to, to becoming a, a, a full-time writer, it sounds like. You're, yeah. you're putting in the time. Yeah, and just finish your stuff. Don't throw it away like we do. I know, I know. <laughs> Luke, our last section before we wrap this up, it's called Tip Jar. I... I, sometimes I think about getting someone to make a jingle and I'm just like, no, I'll have the guests do it. So this segment is called Tip Jar. You don't have to sing, but like you're Tip great. Jar, Tip Jar, we're about to do a Tip Jar segment. I wish that would last for decades. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll make you an official one. I'll send you oh just like a God. shitty one I record on my phone. <laughs> I'm like, hey, just use this. This will be the good. The garbage truck is passing <laughs> yeah, by. exactly. That's hilarious. Dogs barking at me. <laughs> I'm going to read a suggestion that was left as a comment on the podcast Instagram. Mm. And we have to weigh in with our two cents on each subject. Just really quick. Oh, Just great. like, well, our little thoughts about it. One quick tip that could help anybody listening. Mm. Starting really uh, simple, I guess. Changes was the first comment. Do you have a tip for change in general? Embrace change. Mm. The only constant is that in, in this life is that we will, it, it will be ever changing. Ooh. Nothing lasts forever. Everything changes. We are all sacks of meat rotting standing up. We're yeah. all in the midst of life. We're all in death. Embrace change. <laughs> We're human grease bubble. Yeah. Friggin' bacon, bacon sausages. Um, my tip, it's not really a tip, but I think it's a, somebody had an interview. Love that I don't know who it was. Somebody had an interview and they were asked, um, like, what defines them? And they said, I don't like anything defining me because it removes the opportunity to evolve. Mm. And I was like, that's a, that's are you single? Snaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. But that's also, same. like, kind of a bullshit answer. <laughs> like, but honestly, hate it. But, I, but the thing that defines me is pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I just made the best pasta, and I'm not like— Yeah? Yes. We're talking, like, chef, you know, the movie Chef, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, that food oh, porn yeah, yeah. moment where he's oh, like, instead yeah. of a sex scene, let's just show him making pasta. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my aphrodisiac. Yeah. I made a rigatoni uh, vodka, a la vodka, but it had mm. three types of mushrooms in it, and it was amazing. Mushrooms are my jam. Mushrooms are my jam. I love mushrooms. They're yeah. the best. And the thing that I, here's a tip for pasta is if you put too much crushed pepper in it, or if you don't, just in general, if you're making a pasta sauce, you use Siggy's whole milk yogurt. I use it to Ooh. cut the spice, but it was like so creamy. Love and that. Love it, that. Love it, love it, love it. That's a tip right there. A huge tip. Here's a second one. I know I'm only supposed to give one and none on pasta, but you put it in a Vitamix blender and like on the Vitamixes, they have a soup option. So it makes it hot and it, it like 
purifies, not purifies it, purees it right. and purifies. Oh, my God. It's holy. I mean, when things are pureed, it's pure. Oh my God. That's the best. I'm all about that. I'm so glad we're on the same page. Seriously, though, I like that <laughs> me making a pasta joke has, you're like, oh, real <laughs> advice. Like, the, the, in this podcast so far, that was the first piece of, like, real, actual totally. certified advice was, like. Siggy's yogurt. Siggy's yogurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, do you have a tip on Disney remakes? Um, I think uh, it's a bald money grab, and <laughs> it's working, uh, and that's what sucks is that they're, like, you know what we need to do is not put out any new stories. We'll just crank out a bunch of our old movies, and they'll each make a billion fucking dollars again. And it's working. So it's, have you seen the new Lion King? No, I'm not going to see any. I'm not seeing any of them. I, see I don't it. see any of them. Any of them? I don't see any of them. I am a strong, and this is this is gonna again. <laughs> I'm just giving you a bunch of examples of how I'm a bad shitty guy. Is what <laughs> what this podcast has been. It's like how is Luke shitty? I'm a strong believer that if you're an adult and you're really, really into Disney, there's I I don't like that about you. I don't like that. I think it's weird. And the thing is, they're great films. They are good films. The music is incredible. The stories are great. They are intended for children. They're supposed to be for kids. They're children. Like if you're like having like minimalist uh, uh, like portraits of Lilo and Stitch in your house and in your sunroom and your exposed brick loft, (laughs) get over it. You're an adult. (laughs) Grow up. Here's the only thing I'll say. And if you have something bad to say, say it. Don't keep it to yourself. It's not Disney. But just so like everyone's on the same page. Willy Wonka is a movie for adults and children. I agree. And, okay, great. And I love, and I, I do, and I love Willy Wonka. Great. It's, uh, it was on TV yesterday, and I watched a it decent be part on of it. TV all the time. It is one of my very favorite movies. It is so good. I have a book called Pure Imagination. It's the making of. It's it's uh, written by the director Mel Stewart, and it is incredible. I really was watching it. What yeah. scene did you watch? I my very favorite scene, which is uh, is the, the candy room. The, the the candy room. Oh my god, the candy room! It's so good. I mean, it's, it's to me. I the low key one of my very favorite things. I mean, he talks a lot about that um, like Pratt role he does coming out uh, when yeah, he's the with floor, the cane. Yeah, and how it's like you'll never know what to believe from mm-hmm. this guy, right? And that just like. To have that Gene Wilder and have that instinct of like, I'm going to make choices that aren't in the script that make this guy crazy. And you're there's like times in it. I'm sure they uh, choreographed everything, obviously. But um, there's that moment where he's leading them down the stairs and he's backtracking up. up I don't know why it is, but I just love that. I just get such a kick at watching him. Uh, you know, with the cane and not let them go. And yeah, then and he like I picks just, the hair off of Mike TV's head. I just love it. He's incredible in that role. Fun fact about that scene. I've got a few. I really, I'm all, you, I'm, what, lit, I'm like all any? in, yes. Okay, so in that specific moment that you're talking about when Willy Wonka is going up and down the stairs, the writers of the song, I forget their names, Bercuse and Newley or something like that, are people that, the composers, mm. they hated the fact that there was a bunch of extra bars in the front and like in between oh, the verses. Oh, you gotta give them those. You have to have them. So they hated it so much, but the directors and the producers were like, this is what makes Gene like so good at like right. keeping those little intricacies of his character. So like the the composers actually didn't love that, but we love it. Love it. I and he yeah, I just love that scene so much. The, another fun fact about that scene is you know that the chocolate river is real chocolate. 
No, I didn't know uh, that. It's every time I bring it up, everyone's like, "Yeah, we know that," and I'm like, "Okay, well, like I'll just dig deeper in my." It packs. was. They made it actually. Chocolate. It was real that chocolate because they couldn't like. Doesn't look like it. It looks like shit. It, <laughs> it actually <laughs> just mixed shit. Yeah. It's actually churning my chocolate. <laughs> so the, the since the waterfall and it was real chocolate, it sud sudded up a bunch. It mm. like had suds. Uh, and so they had to fly to another country to get a solution to uh, pour into the to the river uh, so that it would take away the suds away. It was like the solution was like made to take shampoo bubbles out of shampoo. That seems like they should have just used brown food coloring. They probably should have. You know? But you couldn't have get it that creamy with just water. You know who else in that movie, just watching it yesterday, made me go like, man, underrated Great performance is Veruca Salt's dad. Oh, the yeah. The guy who's like, Wang is from Lucius Canids. Like, he has so many great, like, I know. Dou- douche dad lines. Douche you, dad. Yeah. Ugh. If you great. had to ch- take a scene out of Willy Wonka, what would it be? Let's say it on three. Yeah. yeah. One, One, two, two three. three. Cheer, Cheer up, Charlie. Charlie. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. The, it's I was bad. Gonna, yeah. The, it, it, the, you just don't need it because yeah. the mom's not really enough of a character to give her a full song. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? All they were trying to do in that moment is show that, like, Charlie wasn't coming from, like, a very good place. Right. Like, financially. No. You could have yeah. just. Said just show it. his house. He's got. <laughs> Like we Four see infirmed it. grandparents. Right. Yeah. Like you live in a thimble. Also kind of though, fuck Grandpa Joe. Like it's like no, all you're going to not mm-hmm. walk around for 20 years where, you know what I mean? Until like you're benefiting on somebody yeah. else's come up. Yeah, exactly. The beginning of that song, he says he's the one singing I've got a golden ticket, right? He, like he is. Grandpa Joe, that's not yours. That's not yours, dude. You're taking credit for something that's not yours. That being said, uh, it's my favorite song in the, the whole thing. Even, maybe even more than Pure Imagination. The I got a golden ticket. Okay, get out. I really, That's the I line love... I'll cross. I don't care about your 10-year cringe. Yeah, right? Yes, well, yes. This is where the line is. Really? I mean, Pure Imagination is uh, obviously the best song. but It is a good— I To me, I, it's my, I, I just love that moment of him getting out of the bed and singing. I love that. It's so good. He was like an old vaudevillian performer. That's mm. why they were like, you got this. He's great. Take it away. Another fun. Oh, I gotta stop. He's, I'm, he's in the that Poseidon adventure where the boat flips upside down too. That that Grandpa Joe. That's like the only other movie I can oh, remember him in. I've never seen that. It's good. It's, I've got two facts about Grandpa Joe, and then we'll move on. Maybe yeah, I don't yeah. know. I could talk about this forever. So that scene. There's a scene of in your favorite part. Uh, I've got a golden ticket where Grandpa Joe looks underneath under the, the bed. bed and his hair. And the the Mel Stewart, the director. Pumped up the bed like six inches so that they could fit a camera under there because he was like, this shot would be incredible. Right. And like, it, it is. It is. But like, Good morning. Me. Come on. Look, look at, at the, the sun. sun. Yeah. Ah. I sounded kind you of sound like, like Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that's so very funny. That's a fun fact. And then the last scene where they're in the, the glass elevator um, or whatever it's called, I guess. Yeah. So they sent over that footage to like a CGI person in order to get that shot. And the person who was doing it didn't know the film. So they like deleted Grandpa Joe out of that scene because they oh. didn't, they thought he was a crew member. They're like, this guy can't be, this is not an <laughs> on camera guy. This isn't. <laughs> this can't be. A- what a like, what a fucking gall to be like, mm, you know what? I won't ask about this. I'll just assume that this person's not intended to be in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is the best. If you want to check out this book that I've learned all of these uh, facts from, it's called- I kind of do. I'll lend it to you. It's called Pure Imagination. I'm, I, it's one of my favorite movies. Love it. Oh, my God. I'm so glad we're on the same page because I was like, uh-oh. 
if you're not okay with this, no, we can't. Maybe that just goes back on like a, 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 my whole Disney Disney rant was that I'm like, I, know, I just need to grow the fuck up and get over the, you know. Sometimes I'm like, am I too nostalgic or living in the past that's like keeping me from living my present? Because I like Willy Wonka so much. You know what? I think nostalgia is a purely human um, thing, it, mm-hmm. and I and I love it. I don't think there's anything wrong with with uh, in, indulging in some nostalgia. However, Disney weirdos, <laughs> there's a point where you're yeah. like, okay, come okay. on, you're an adult and you're going to Disneyland. That's a, that's one too, where it's like you're an adult. This, come on, it, this there's, isn't even fun. It's not. Most of it is not fun. One thing though, Cars Land. It's not Cars Land. Not a whole cars land. Cars Land? <laughs> You've been to the Toyota cars dealership? Yeah, yeah. No, Cars, the ride yeah, cars. The, <laughs> the ride cars at in sunset, like golden hour. Mm. Go If you go to Disneyland, that's the only thing you should do. I, I'm, I'm, it is, like, some of those rides are super fun, but I'm just saying, like, there's, like, I see, like, on Instagram, like, friends of mine who are, like, yeah, 30 who are, like, making a huge weird pilgrimage to Disneyland. I'm like, you're weird. That's weird. Don't wear the, the little things. Yes. The ears. The, no, I mean, like, if you're going to do it, embrace it, I guess. <laughs> if you're going to go, I guess. Uh, now, I'm, now I'm convincing myself. I'm like, you know what? If you're going to be weird, just go, d- yeah. jump off the fucking cliff and be a weirdo. What's the weirdest thing you do or, like? I mean, I, the cringe thing is really peeling back the curtain, but I feel like I like garbage. Um, re- I feel like my girlfriend likes garbage reality TV, Ooh. and so I've watched a decent Love amount. Island. It, Love Island. I mean, Bachelor, right? Bachelor in Paradise. They're all just, it's you all seen trash. Paradise Hotel. For, Vanderpump. I've watched way too much Vanderpump. Oof. I need to get it's on bad. board. I mean, it's bad. To me, the best was like, the golden age was like the VH1, like Flavor of Love, Ooh. I Love New York, Rock of Love. Those were, they knew what they were. Bad, trash, exploitative yeah. reality shows, sign me up. With like slide whistle sound effects, like give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. The thing that I think is so fascinating about all those shows is like when I used to watch them as jokes, mm. I'd be like, haha, that's crazy you're doing that. This sucks for you. And then when I watched Paradise Hotel, everyone was on the same page. And they're like, we're here to win. This is the game plan. Here's our strategy. Everyone's making alliances. Ooh. And it's like, and then people get caught up in the actual like love of it all and it's like because you take away your phones you you give them a bunch of alcohol and you're filming at like 3 a.m oh yeah so it's like of course you're gonna get the- pump pheromones through the <laughs> the ventilation system right like, it, exactly. it smells like sex in here <laughs> yeah it's crazy if if you were on a show like that i'm sure anybody listening like you would end up exactly like people on the show i always joke i i wrote this very very bad I, like, didn't even submit it to SNL. It was more just for my office mate. But I wrote this sketch where I was The Bachelor and just right off the bat, as soon as, like, I'm in the room with, like, what is it, 30 uh-huh. women, I'm just like, honestly, um, I'm just going to cut you off, Chris Harris, or Chris Harrison. Uh, I'm just going to cut you off right now. Um, pretty much just whoever sucks my dick the best wins. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be an asshole about it, but if you think I'm attractive, I mean, you guys are all really attractive. Just whoever does it the best, um, you win right now. So uh, uh, just just... I don't, yeah, just letting everyone know that's my criteria. Yeah, uh, just going for whoever does that the best. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wish uh, that would have been made. And it would have been a, a ten second long sketch yeah. of like you can't go anywhere past that. You can't because obviously I'm a need to be sniped after that because it'd be a huge <laughs> piece of shit. But I would ask for since this is a tip show, but like cannot. So we can end there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Luke, thank you. I think we did a really good job at helping a little. If there's anything that this conversation did a good job of, it's showing that I'm a bad guy. I disagree. 
<laughs> no, I, I walk away from being like, pretty much just let you know all my worst qualities. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, we, I think we tried to make the world a better place. Whether or not that happened. We tried. We tried. Before we leave, mm. what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Oh, goodness. Let's say like 23. You know what no. I would say? How old are you now? I'm 29. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to say 25 Ooh. because I feel like everyone's 25 is crazy. 25 was those are some good those are some good years. 25 was fun. Um my you know, my initial one and this is before 25 if I okay. like younger me, like you even younger, that. it would be don't don't go to college. It's a waste of your money. I I, I spent a lot of money on college and I'm still to this day Paying for a degree that I will never use. What's your degree in? Geographic information systems. Okay. Uh, Computer-based mapping. Yeah. So I uh, have a do- bachelor's of sciences in GIS. Wow. So I don't need that, and it was a waste of money. Not time, though. So I guess that's the other thing is like, yeah, I, I learned uh, that I love comedy and improv and, st- and sketch oh, and stand-up good. in yeah. college. So that the time was well spent. But man, oh, man. I bet there's a way to do that without spending a bunch of money on something I don't need. Right. Yeah. I hate that. I only went to college for two years, and then I had to drop out because of entertainment. Yep. So I was like, oh, I was like, for in a way, blessed by not finishing because I don't have student debt anymore because I didn't finish. Right. So oh. I was able to pay off the two years. See, I yeah, I'm still still doing the old monthly payments. Hopefully, we get a we get a Bernie or a, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and we yeah. can do that old student loan debt forgiveness because be it really... ain't gonna be done anytime soon. I yeah. know that sucks. I think that like I know we really have to finish, but yeah, sorry. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> not you. This I just. I want to talk so much about finances because I feel like we don't know anything going into college. Like we have like economics, but that's not teaching us not only no, like personal taxes. finances. How is that not like a subject in school? Like I don't, how do I not, I still don't know what equity means. I still, I think that they're <laughs> trying to steal our money and we all, oh, yeah. we all know this, but like steal our money for sure because you're gonna, but also like tell us how to save our own. Like yep. I think we're not going to have social security when no. we're older and like it started an IRA, a Roth IRA or a different like mm-hmm. form of retirement plan. But like even in that, like why are we not doing life insurance until we're almost dead? Like I yep. don't get it. It's bad. It's bad. It's a lot of, lot of things are bad. Uh, but what's cool is that they're just going to get worse until we <laughs> fucking collapse. So that's good. But last, yeah, last words from Luke Knoll. Yeah, everything will just get worse <laughs> until it explodes. <laughs> Where can people find you all over the internet? Uh, I just no, I don't want any more goddamn followers. Ooh, that's an interesting. I'm take. kidding. I have almost none. Um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my name Luke Knoll. Yeah. Luke Knoll. L- I think there's might be an underscore in there. I think there's another Luke might Knoll. Might be. I don't know. Wow. I legitimately don't know. I think there is. I don't think I just. Am, I think I might just be Luke Knoll. I don't know. I don't know. That is know. insane that you don't know. I do, it's if you search my name, I'll pop up. Except for on Spotify. Except on Clearly. except where I want it to pop up, it won't <laughs> pop up. Uh, yeah, but I I should I should send a message to whoever has I think just my regular name and be like, yo, yo, you ain't using this. They very. Much I think are. they're literally not. I like I think just at Luke Null on Twitter. I think is like never posted a tweet or never you know never. I don't think so. I don't think it's like a real person. Hate that. Or maybe it was me in like 2009 and I just made two accounts or something. Maybe. Oh, good for you. That, that's a very real possibility. One in one. <laughs> but yeah, but Spotify, the streaming services. Spotify. Yes, is my. Am I allowed to, this is probably not going to work. Can I close on a song of yours? 
Oh. Or do you hate that? No, I mean, I, I we'll see this. It will be a first, so this will, I'll be able to see if I hate it or not in real time. Okay, which one should I end on? Oh, no, I guess Turpentine, no. Turpentine, wine, and bleach, of I mean, that's that's, That makes sense because you end your shows and you end this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is five minutes, though. It, I mean, I will add five minutes on to this. No, you got you got to just clip. fade it after one second. Okay, I'll fade it after one second. You get the idea after it's, <laughs> yeah. If you guys listening have problems or sticky situations or burning concerns, call us. We now have an, a number. It's 805-751-9071. It doesn't have, like, a cool ring to it. I really wanted to make one, right. but, like, you can't. You should see what it spells out. Oh, and just, it's you just like, a, it just says, like, QWERTY keyboard. Yeah. Give us your age and we'll give you quasi-wisdom. See you next time on Just a Beige. See me perform live, you know the song I'm going to (laughs) play. It's the dumbest song I've ever written. It's called Turpentine, Wine, and Bleach in the Back of a Winnebago. I want to drink Turpentine, Wine, and Bleach in the Back of a Winnebago. Turpentine, Wine, and Bleach in the Back of a Van. That was a headgum podcast.